I'm Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is a very late-night edition of Smack It. Smack It After Dark. That sounds dirty, I know. But guys, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. I'm here all by myself, so I'm just going to smack it after dark. Wow. That really just came to my mind that I am just said that to everybody in the City Wrestling Radio verse. But guys, I'm Corey Smith. I'm here in the Diamond Studio alone again. Um, like I said, we got one of our one of our guys out on the injury list. The other guy, he's he's working on something. He's working on a special project for our YouTube channel. Possibly a WrestleMania predictions video. Possibly me teaching you how to make Rice Krispie treats for fifty six minutes. I don't know. It could be either one. But you have to wait and see. You have to go to YouTube.com, search up City Wrestling Radio, and find and subscribe to us because. You're going to get all the videos that way. He got to hit that little bell, too. The little freaking bell, man. That, that's the thing that you really got to follow is the bell. Um, because if you don't, you don't, we don't, they don't let you know. They don't let you know. And um, I don't think that's right. I think at a time of thinking you should just subscribe, you know, they, you should, you, you're subscribed. You know, I'm a subscriber to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and it's not like I have to hit a bell to be notified oh my god i got the burpee burps right now i am sorry this is not this is not the right time to smack it after dark with you guys um but guys follow us on social media at cwr415 facebook twitter and instagram um like i said soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio for all of our other fine other fine shows you know we're still going to have a prediction addiction on um on audio form <clears throat> So if you're putting two to two together, two and two together, you're kind of figuring you're kind of figuring out what's going to go on YouTube tomorrow too. So uh, audio only uh, WrestleMania prediction tomorrow on SoundCloud.com, but check out YouTube.com, search up City Wrestling Radio for something very special, maybe a very special WrestleMania video. I would check that out. I mean, if you could, because uh, then you could just see our beautiful faces. That, that I mean that's if Michael's making that. I don't know. I don't know. He's a rogue, man. He's a rogue agent. <laughs> and we're going to talk some, you know, this is Smack It, our SmackDown Live recap and review show. But, you know, before we get into that, I'm going to talk some news because there's a lot of stuff happening all around the wrestling world. We're getting into WrestleMania week, and um, there's some new signings all over the place. Um, and then also uh, we'll talk Raw ratings a little bit. Um, so as everyone knows, um, t- t- Jim Ross has signed a new deal with um, – or not a new deal, but he signed a new deal, but he signed with All El- all Elite Wrestling. Um, he has signed a three-year deal um, that's putting him, let's see, um, He's you know he said, quote, helping create a new brand with AEW is heart pumping. Uh, Jim Ross told Sports Illustrated, I can't wait to prepare. I've always believed I have some gas left in my tank, and today I believe it more than ever. I can't wait to get started with the fresh and vibrant new company, and business is about to pick up, end quote. Um, He probably also is going to forget everybody's names. And, um, and and you know, it's just Jim Ross, man, like, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he still has what it takes to to commentate at the level of today's standards because, like, 
you he's he's not that great anymore, man. I'm sorry. I used to love Jim Ross. I you know I love the idea of Jim Ross. I think he's great, but are we gonna really put an announcer up there that can't really remember people's names? I mean, you don't put a rookie up there who can't remember people's names. Why would you put an old vet or a veteran up there who can't remember people's names? I'm just saying, man. Um, and let's see what else we got today. Uh, we also have so let's see uh, what else we got about it. He says. March 29th was the final day for Ross in his WWE contract. He uh, he returned back to WWE back in 2017, as everybody remembers, but was, uh, you know, increasingly used sporadically over time. Uh, he tried, you know, he was put on a contract where he could work with other companies. So he went to go work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, <clears throat> but WWE put a pitchfork in that. And I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Jim Ross will be a part of the All Elite Wrestling announcing team. So, you know, you know, well, let's see. Ross appeared on this week's Road to Double or Nothing episode, uh, which was announced that Alex Marvez and Excalibur will be the commentators for AEW. Uh, Alicia Tout, Alicia Tout, I hope I'm saying that night, who recently departed from Impact Wrestling, will be AEW's backstage correspondent. And Justin Roberts will be their in-ring announcer. So that's cool. That's cool. You know, we're going to see what happens with... Uh, they're starting to put together a uh, commentating team. You know, and I think once they have a commentating team together, you, you would think they were... You know, they had some sort of television deal in sight. So we'll see what happens um, in the following weeks. Next up, guys, it's time for Rob Van Dam because he has signed a new deal with Impact Wrestling. This is per Wrestling Observer uh, Newsletter. Uh, quote, Rob Van Dam returns to Impact Wrestling and will continue his past appearances um, at United We Stand. In an interview with the Sporting News, Van Dam announced that he has signed an extended deal with Impact. Van Dam said that deal would be beginning, uh, has a beginning and an end and can be extended. He says, it looks like you're going to be seeing my face around here for the foreseeable future, bro. You have an agreement to where I will be sticking after the show on Thursday. It does have a beginning and an end, but they have an ex but it can be an extended contract. So this is something to start us off. That was a really bad Rob Van Dam. I apologize, Rob Van Dam. I should just That was City Wrestling Radio. No, I mean, I don't know. Um you know, he originally agreed to one match, but then he uh decided to stick around for Impact Wrestling. I don't know, man. Rob Van Dam, there's a reason why they wouldn't let him come back to WWE because of a bunch of concussions. So he couldn't pass the uh, physical to come back to WWE. So why is Impact letting him wrestle? I don't know. I mean, it could be a situation where um, WWE doesn't really want Rob Van Dam around. I mean, I'm speculating. They could just not want him around. And say, hey, you know, this is what we're going to tell you. You just didn't, you, you're not going to cut, you, you didn't pass the physical. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you, you're not one of a kind. Uh, thank you. Have a great day, Mr. RVD. So I hope he does that, like, wherever he goes. Like, it'd be like, hey, uh, phone order. Like, oh, what's the name for the order? RVD. Yeah, that's two Subway sandwiches. Yeah, here you go. Is one of them toasted? Toasted, bro. Yeah, that's the kind of show you're gonna get tonight because it's Corey. It's Corey smacking it after dark. 
all alone. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. I guess we'll see how, how much Rob Van Dam could still do in the ring. I hope he doesn't hurt himself with his style, man. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it could be it could be great. He could have one last go in him. It could be a recipe for disaster. Um, also, we have, let's see, WWE ratings. Raw ratings are, they're up from last week, but they're down 21% year to year um, since last year on the go-home show to WrestleMania. This year, it was 2.64 million viewers, um, at least the average for the go-home show of Raw. Last year, 3.35 million viewers. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I mean... What what can what is going on here? Like, what can it be? Let's think about this. It you know, um, you could sit there and say it's all elite wrestling, but it's not because there's no show on Monday. There's no there's no show at all. You can sit there and say it's New Japan, but it's not. New Japan's on at a completely different time. You could say, oh, you know what it was. Wrestling fans are just tired of giving bullshit all the time. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. But a lot of the times, WWE kind of gives you bullshit. And um, what are you going to do? Like, their numbers are going down because a lot of these stories aren't good. There's no co- there's no uh, coherency with the storylines. There's no uh, continuity. You know, a lot of these stuff, they just throw... Like Kofi Kingston, for example. They made him go through how many freaking gauntlet matches, and we were just tired of it at that point. Becky Lynch, how long are they making us wait for her to hold both those freaking titles up at WrestleMania? You know, it's like people get tired of that crap after a while. Like, if you give compelling storylines, because New Japan, they give compelling storylines. And it's not that people are leaving WWE. WWE to go directly watch New Japan, but people are leaving because they've gotten a taste for something they like, WWE, and the fact of the matter is they want more of stuff they like, and that they know right now we have a voice, and it's not one of these BS things where you're going to say, hey, you're in control, you're the you're the authority now, blah, 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 blah. no, that's not it anymore, we actually have a voice, and our voice to be said, or at least my voice, is... um is you know to watch whatever because i like it all but a lot of people are using their voice to not watch wwe apparently according to these numbers so um you know it, it's i wonder if wwe will ever change you know they can and it's not even like family friendly it's just like common sense man like wwe they write you can tell a 75 year old millionaire is behind the writing staff because you can tell by the writing, like a lot of these uh, faces, like Braun Strowman is supposed to be a face in this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but for some reason he is beating up two actors who freaking bought him a car who just had a question. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, you you can tell that um, you know the the faces are booked as heels, heels are booked as faces, and. It, they just they need to get uh, more in touch with their fan base, but they're not. They're out of touch. Why? Because everybody in that backstage that's a writer is forced to walk around wearing suits and they have long freaking hair. No, they don't. But I've seen a few of them and they do have long hair and a lot of them wear suits. Just let them like 
let them hang loose, man. Hey, hire some actual writers who are more connected with the people. You know, like hire writers that aren't writing stuff that are. Why I don't know. I don't know. You know, hi, maybe hire a writer that's been working in an indie scene for so long, you know, that's been working at an indie promotion because, like, you know, you hire, um, let's say, like, Pro Wrestling Revolution, you know, or not Pro Wrestling Revolution, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Hire the, one of the promoters from them because then you have somebody that is invested in, that has been booking storylines in a way that they wanted to bring their own company over. But yet, no, you just hire writers that don't care. WWE. That's what you get, though. And that's what you get. You lost 21% of your viewers. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm done ranting about that, though. Let's move on. SmackDown Live results from last night. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Kevin Owens show kicked off the show. Let's see if I'm still recording. Good. I'm still recording. Yay. Uh, Kevin Owens show kicked off with Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Orton says, he said he's proud of disrupting the AJ Angle match last week because he saved the WWE Universe from watching that match. Orton then says, while AJ was in the Indies traveling from gym to gym to gym to armory to gym to gym to armory to gym, uh, Orton was wrestling in front of tens 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 of thousands of people. That's when AJ says, yeah, you were in WWE, but you were you're failing drug tests, buddy. You were you were doing the old stickeroo, the old stick and pump. You know, you stick your arm and then you do a little pump. Uh, that's when a Orton tells AJ that ever since Cena left, AJ has taken the role of corporate bitch. And, you know, I really liked about this uh, back and forth between the two. Um, well, first off, then Kevin Owens leaves the ring. And Kevin Owens is great at this. At just at that part because he's just like, dude, screw this. I'm out of here. Y'all about to fight. Um, I really like this because AJ and Orton actually seemed like, at least Orton seemed like this was uh, it, this was an actual shoot for him. You know, it seems like when AJ told him about failing drug test, Randy Orton looked pissed, man. I don't know. And Randy Orton's one of those guys I wouldn't want to piss off, even if I was AJ. Because I feel like AJ and Orton are those type of guys who went to school together and that they were, like, best friends in high school. But then Orton was that kid who would, like, step on animals, like, feet and, like, hurt animals. And AJ was like, hey, buddy, like, what are you doing? That's not right. I just want to hang out with people and have a fun time. So uh, AJ then they brawl uh, in the ring. AJ goes for a phenomenal forum, but Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere. So we're not seeing that at Mania. So they're already telling us that we're going to see some crazy at Mania. I have no idea. Stay tuned for the prediction addiction. WrestleMania. Uh, next up, we have New Day backstage with Kofi Kingston, getting him ready for his contract signing. Um, no, no noise, of course, but just, you know, they're just pumping him up. Uh, next up, we have Aleister Black, Ricochet, and the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and The Bar. Uh, Ricochet and Cesaro start the match back and forth between the two men. Springboard moonsault to Sheamus by Aleister Black. Rusev then throws Jimmy Uso around the outside. Uh, hard knee to Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's gut by Shinsuke Nakamura. Pop-up European uppercut by Ricochet, or two Ricochet by Cesaro. A double insiguri to Rusev by the Usos. Double super kick. Jay Uso gets the pin on Rusev. After the match, though, Alexa Bliss of all Alexa Bliss of all people comes out to the ring, and she says, "You know, for last week, um, for the Usos giving up their spot to the New Day in the tag team gauntlet match, they're going to suffer repercussions, and that they are going to defend their titles in a fatal four way match at WrestleMania." 
So against the other three teams, of course, in the ring. So I mean, it's crazy, man. You have you have Ricochet and Alistair Black on Monday. They are going after the Raw Tag Team Titles. Tuesday, the SmackDown or sorry. Um, so Monday they're going after the Raw Tag Team Titles. Friday they're going after the NXT Tag Team Titles, and then Sunday they're going after the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles. Like Jesus Christ, man! I think that's the first time in history on WWE that one team has gone for three different sets of tag team titles. Uh, I'm hoping for the women's tag team titles on Monday Night Raw. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not hoping for any, you know, uh, but you know, they're gonna go for it. Just go for the trifecta. I think Bailey and Sasha can hold their own against Aleister Black and uh, Ricochet. I think they could probably kick their ass, especially Bailey, man. Bailey can kick Ricochet's ass for sure. Um, let's see, where were we in the match? Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Next up, we have the Iconics for an in-ring promo. Speaking of the WWE Women's Tag Team titles, they say it's a no-brainer that they'll win the Women's Tag Team titles at Mania uh, because they're iconic. And, um, yeah. Uh, One-on-three handicap match next after this with The Miz versus Sanity. Before the match, Miz cuts a promo. Miz is talking up all the baby faces at WrestleMania, saying, you know, Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, blah, blah, blah. They're doing fun stuff. I'm the Miz. I was kind of a heel uh, shortly before this. So I'm associating myself with them to make you think I'm a complete face. I mean, I don't know. They need to change Miz's look up a little bit, especially when he comes out to the ring. As a face, he shouldn't be wearing that stupid headband and that stupid... Uh, robe that he's always been doing. Change it up a little bit. Make him look a little bit more believable. You could still be the Hollywood good guy, but just make it more believable. I mean, I don't know. Miz then hypes up his show, uh, hypes up the show, but says uh, it's not just a cheap promo because he is actually, or sorry, he hypes up his show on later tonight, Miz and Mrs. that was on last night. I didn't watch it because I ain't got time for all that. Um, he says this is not a cheap promo. Because he actually loves his family. So go watch Miz and Mrs. on USA Network tonight following SmackDown Live. Uh, says that he'll beat Shane anywhere, anytime, everywhere, here, there, uh, up and down, all around, in your face, down there. Um, yeah. Then he says, Shane, you have a dad, so I guess that makes you a son of a bitch. Ooh, I didn't get I don't. I didn't get that at all. Why? Why does that make you a son of a bitch? Okay, I mean, I yeah, sure. Um, be out comes Sanity, um, and then out comes Shane McMahon. Shane says he wants to get to see this up and cl- up close and personal, but then leaves shortly after. Miz is booked really strong against Sanity, probably way too strong against Sanity. Sanity was probably booked as one of the top heels in NXT, and I'm starting to think that like Vince is treating the NXT guys. Like he was treating WCW guys at one point, saying, oh, "These are my guys. These are Triple H's guys." I'm, I, because I don't know, man. It, it just seems weird to me that you know the things like this. You know, even Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan could be a Vince guy because you know Vince kind of brought him. I don't know. Um, let's see. As soon as Miz gains the upper hand, uh, Shane comes out and makes a match a false count anywhere. Uh, Shane then um, shows a picture of uh, Mr. Miz getting his face squished, uh, being called Mr. Potato Face by uh, Shane McMahon. Very childish back and forth between the Miz and Shane. Miz fights off sanity. We have a backdrop to Wolf through in a table on the outside or in the announce or sorry, in the crowd. Uh, Miz then tries to isolate Eric Young. 
bringing him to the back. Miz then takes the fight to the outside of the arena. Miz slams a cart into Young's head. Miz gets the pin and the win. As he gets up, though, he looks to the left and he sees Shane McMahon leering out of a out of an Escalade, I believe. I don't know, some sort of black SUV. And Shane laughing and driving away. Ooh, that dastardly Shane. Next up, we have uh, Becky. She shows up to the arena getting dropped off in a police car, which is pretty badass. As she does, she walks past Eric Young, who's still on the ground. Um, Becky Lynch. So this whole them, you know, getting arrested. I love how Charlotte was uh, retweeting stuff like five minutes after she was quote unquote arrested. And then everyone said yesterday on the show, like none of those women were tasered. None of those women were no guns were pulled out. You would think a gun was uh, a taser would be pulled out and pointed at the women. Like, ma'am, stop or I will tase. So so next up, we have Corey Graves in the ring with Becky Lynch. We have an in-ring interview. Becky comes out. She grabs the mic in the ring, but then leaves the ring and gets on top of the announcer's table. Uh, says that she respects Corey Graves, but she needs to talk to her people. And so she faces the people. She mentions uh, where she was one year ago, recapping her road to WrestleMania. And she says, next time you see me, lads, I'll be champ like I knew I always was. A double chomp! So, yeah, the good good on Becky Lynch. I'm excited to see that. It's going to be fun at Mania, despite, you know, that Char- people are complaining that Charlotte was added to the match. But I really think it, it makes it a lot more enjoyable because you can have back and forth. Like, what if Ronda messes up? Let's just say, what if Ronda messes up and Becky and her turns out to be a stinker because maybe... Becky's trying to figure out, oh, crap. Having Charlotte there, that's another person who can figure this out, who says, Rhonda, get out of the ring for a second. Let me and Becky do this one-on-one, and then you can come back in. Get You know, it makes more sense that way. Uh, next up, we have literally the most clusterfuck of a match I've ever, ever seen. It's an 18-person intergender tag team match. So we have Zelina Vega, Lana, Sonia Deville, Mandy Rose, EC3, The Good Brothers, Shelton Benjamin, and Andrade versus Asuka, Naomi, Carmella, Nikki Cross, The Hardys, Heavy Machinery, and R-Truth. Okay. How does this match work? Like, it makes no... Okay, in a mixed match challenge, when you have one man, one woman on a team against another team of one man and one woman, that makes complete sense. But, okay... Okay, so say you're Zelina Vega. You started out. And I believe Zelina Vega started out the match with uh, Nikki Cross. Um, and uh, say you're Zelina Vega and Nikki Cross. And Zelina Vega tags out to one of the guys. Say she tags in EC3. EC3 comes into the ring. And he's now facing Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross needs to get out of the ring. She doesn't get to pick who she chooses to tag which is somebody else just comes in the ring. So who decides who comes into the freaking ring? Like, that's what I don't get at all. Like you sit there and you make these matches, but they make no sense. You, you say you, and they're doing this thing where they're booking backwards, which is very smart sometimes. And a lot of the times it really is. And I think that, you know, a lot of promoters will say that, Book backwards because you want to book your finish first. You want to have a really good finish. And their finish to this was Oscar standing tall, throwing everybody out, or at least a man and a woman standing tall, but Oscar standing tall. And um, this was like multiple entrants from the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And um, 
so they all have a fight. Lacey Evans comes out. She leaves. EC3 finally gets some time in the match. Uh, side effect to EC3 by Matt Hardy. Everyone battles. No contest. Asuka stands tall. So it bottles my mind that they did something like this. Um, especially when they had something on Monday Night Raw about the men's, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal already. You could have had something on here with just the women, and it would have made far more sense. A four-on-four match! An eight-women tag me. It would have been better than 18-person. That's probably the biggest match, a biggest tag team match I've ever seen. Like, literally, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, next up, we have Samoa Joe versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Joe corners Ali with a series of strikes, kicks, and headbutts. Pop-up drop kick to Joe. Tornado DDT to Joe coming off the top rope. Uh, f- rolling face buster to Joe. Ali misses a 450. Uh, gets caught in the coquina clutch uh, for a TKO. And Joe retains his United States. Ch- well, it was a non-title match, but he wins. Yeah, man. It's um, it's crazy to think that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in the main event. At least that's the rumor has it that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in the main event of Mania. So... Fuck, if you think about it, if Kofi was really supposed to go, if really Kofi's really going to go over here at Mania and he's just taking Ali's spot, was Ali Mustafa Ali going to win the WWE title? That would have been crazy, man. Like, I don't know, man. It, it, either way, Kofi or Mustafa Ali, you know, one person, you know, you'd have the first uh, African-American uh, WWE champion. The other way, you'd have the first Arab-American WWE. Well, I don't know. He had Iron Sheik. So I don't know if he was Arab. I, I don't know. Now I'm sounding really insensitive because I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm just throwing phrases out there. So please forgive me um, because I am just stupid and don't know what I'm talking about. Next up, let's move on to a contract signing for the WWE Championship. Brian says, uh, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Brian's out in the ring. He says he's not trying to stop Kofi from signing his contract, but would rather educate the masses because Brian, he says he knows what it feels like. He knows what it feels like to have all this fan support. And he knows uh, what it can do to someone. Brian dictates to the crowd that to not be complacent like Kofi Kingston has for the past 11 years. He says, you know, never be complacent in life. Never stop trying, which is like all really good advice. So like I said before, WWE, they don't know how to book fucking heels. They have the heel tell us never be complacent. Never be complacent. Like that's like one of the greatest things you can tell someone. Always strive for better. You know, always strive for more. So um, then we have uh, Brian. He warns Kofi to not mistake uh, fad for reality, saying that the fans chanting the yes movement <clears throat> is a lot like the fans that are cheer for him now. Brian then tells Kofi that. Uh, this is the best it's ever going to be for him. And then Kofi grabs the mic and cuts a very passionate promo, telling Brian to shut up while he educates him. Uh, Kofi then says that they are nothing like each other and that Brian won his WWE championship after being here for two years. Kofi says the only thing that they have in common and Brian is Brian knows how this feels, the fan support that is, and that Brian's scared because he knows what comes next, that he beats him at WrestleMania. Ooh. So he signs a contract, and that's that. And we have a championship match at WrestleMania. So, 
Oh, and then, you know, something about a universal... No, I'm kidding. Um, I was about to make a joke about universal title match being on SmackDown Live, but there, of course, was none. Um, shall I go? You know, B-Show's going to be... You know, okay, so sorry. So that was SmackDown Live. Um, it was... It was a quick show, only 10 segments. It's it's WrestleMania, you know? Let's continue on the road. I mean, I guess instead of keep thinking about it, we just keep moving because hell, Kofi and Becky hopefully walk out of um walk out of WrestleMania champions. You know, Seth, whatever. I can deal with him not being a champion after this. But uh Becky and Kofi is what I want to see. Um you know, this week um like I said I was just about to say the B show we usually review NXT and NXT UK, uh, but this week we're going to do it a little later. We're going to be doing it Friday night um, so we can review NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, we're doing it right after. Uh, oh, and let's see. Uh, so I'm going to review NXT and NXT UK, at least not review. Let me just go through the results so you know, because I watched a little bit of NXT earlier and NXT UK. I haven't watched, but it'll go through the results for you. Um, so with NXT, it kicked off with Hanson and Rowe. The War Raiders, they came out and dominated two unnamed jobbers. They pretty much killed these guys really quickly. Um, it was awesome. After the match, the War Raiders uh, grabbed the mic, at least Hanson grabbed the mic, and said you know, that they want to show their opponents at TakeOver uh, how strong they really are and says, bring out the next tag team. That's when Cesar Bononi and Adrian Jowd came out to the ring. Uh, the War Raiders, of course, defeated Cesar Bononi and Adrian Jowd. Um, this It was a pretty quick match. Hanson destroyed the opponents. Uh, quick with a tag team offense. Um, combo powerbomb with a power slam. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we had a hype video for Pete Dunne and Walter. Uh, Candice LeRae was interviewed outside about Johnny's main event against Adam Cole. LeRae. Uh, said that she was always wanted to be NXT Women's Champion. That's when Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne showed up and said that she was a failure. LeRae um, said that she was going to earn her NXT Women's title opportunity. So, like I said, man, <clears throat> I think Shayna Baszler's walking out of NXT TakeOver Champion, and I think Candice LeRae is going to be the person to take that title off her. That's what I said from the get-go, man. And no one's listening to me. I'm going to play those episodes back, especially Michael... If you're listening to me, I was saying that a long time ago. If you don't remember me saying that, I'm going to play that back for you. Got that, buddy? Next up, we have Jackson Riker versus Oni Lorcan. Uh, I mean, it was all right, match. Lorcan and I just, I don't, I don't like uh, Jackson Riker or the, any of the Forgotten Sons. They're just, I hate them. They, I don't hate them. I just don't like their look at all. At all. So, uh, Riker dominating with hard-hitting offense. Uh, Riker put Larkin on the top rope, hit him with an overhead, smashed him in the back, uh, went for a suplex. Larkin shoved off and went for a dive as Riker ducked. Larkin rolled, but threw uh, a gorilla press slam into a gut buster. Larkin kicked out. Um, I mean, it was a good match, but, you know, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Oni fought out and... Um, Started chopping Riker and hit two European uppercups. Lorcan hit some running elbows, but Riker cut him off and hit the no remorse for the pinfall. It was a good match, but, you know, Oni Lorcan's off to 205 Live now. So, okay, so this is a nothing match. And they don't even break up the tag team of him and Danny Birch. So that just bumps me out. 
And then we get a hype video pumping up for Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. NXT TakeOver. Um, another video for Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. And then a recap that aired of Keith Lee and Donovan uh, Dijakovic. And Keith Lee cut a promo about being a bump from the NXT TakeOver. Uh, but the rematch was made for two weeks from now on NXT. And then we have our main event of NXT. Kyrie Sane and Bianca Belair uh, went in a no contest. So what happened was they went back and forth. That's when the the two horsewomen came out, attacked. That's Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, I, Io Shirai came out for the help. And then the rest of the women's roster came out to battle each other. So, you know, that was NXT. And I always liked it. But I feel like this week, the, it's like a go-home show for a, a takeover. And it was really boring, man. Like, this week was boring. Would I go, in the immortal words of what Michael, would I go out of my way to watch NXT? No, I wouldn't. Not this week. I would watch some YouTube clips or whatever because there was nothing that you need to go out of your way to watch in this NXT. So, uh, NXT UK, uh, NXT UK. Let's see the full rundown. Uh, Mir Jordan and Kenny Williams beat Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel uh, when Williams rolled up Eichner for the win. Uh, Kaylee Ray pinned Isla Dawn after a gory bomb. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vex cut an in-ring promo. Um, Joe Cof John Coffey submitted Trent Seven um, with the Boston Crab. And uh, that was that. See? Look at that. Look how efficient that was. I got news. I got SmackDown. I got NXT. I got NXT UK. All covered for you. I mean... I don't know. What do you guys think of NXT UK? Yeah? Tell me more. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. I'm kidding. Um, no, NXT UK is just one of those shows, like, if you're not Walter or Pete Dunne, it's falling flat for me. So it is what it is. Guys, I'm going to get out of here because we have so much to do this week, so much wrestling to cover. I just, I honestly did this show as uh, just because, it's just, just to say I did it. And be like, yeah, it was bad, but it's there. We didn't skip out. We weren't lazy. We just didn't do a good job. And I don't know what's worse, being lazy or not doing a good job. Because I, I was thinking about this. I was doing a video project, and I put some B-roll in it. And the B-roll was kind of choppy and not the same frame rate. But if I didn't put the B-roll over this cut, it would have looked like a jump cut. And I thought it would have looked worse. So it was kind of lazy. I don't know, guys. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I'll see you next time. Um, we'll see you. Uh, me and Michael Vergara will see you uh, probably on YouTube. Come look at our beautiful faces on YouTube for the Prediction Addiction WrestleMania. Oh, this was supposed to be a special announcement, wasn't it? Ah, fuck it. It is now. Uh, YouTube.com slash search. Well, just go to YouTube. Search up City Wrestling Radio. Uh, we have our WrestleMania prediction addiction up there. That's where me and Michael Vergara go through the card. And then we're going to have the B show this week. We're going to be talking NXT TakeOver, um, the recap of NXT TakeOver, um, because we have our predictions of the last week's episode. There's just so much stuff. Everything's all over the place this week. But we're going to get as much content covered as we can this week, because that's our goal at City Wrestling Radio is to be thrown through the ringer. Hey, because I don't sound crazy right now and like I'm rambling. <laughs> Guys, 
at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, comment, and reply. Uh, we'll see you next time, and have a great night. Or good morning, whatever. Bye. Turn off, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>